In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Brothers and sisters, we begin our Sunday liturgy with the words, and we chant it, as you know, and then the response is, This means, I will confess you, I will thank you in the great church, in the large church, in the great church. And the response, And among the many nations, I will sing to you, I will sing your glory. The liturgy begins with these words. After we say the great All of this is the way that the liturgy is framing the worship of God. The church stands before God and the only words proper to God are Glory to God in the highest. I will confess you. I will proclaim your greatness among all the nations. I will sing your greatness among all the nations. This is what we do when we stand before the altar of the Lord because this is the proper response that the church gives over to God. The beautiful thing about this is that it's a commentary on what the faith of the church believes about God, believes about Christ. We have in our faith and in our liturgy what's called in theology a very high Christology, a high Christology, a big Christology. This means in theology, this means we regard Jesus as the greatest of all persons. We regard Jesus as God himself, as the creator of the world. We stand in awe before the Lord Jesus Christ as our God, as our savior, as our redeemer. There is, and unfortunately, what has crept into many facets, many avenues, many uh, places in the church, even today, what we would call a low Christology. Jesus is my buddy. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a normal guy that, you know, he was a Jewish guy, son of man, a lowly son of man, that walked the earth. He was a re really great teacher, great guru, something like that. And he taught wonderful things. He was a very nice person. And he was just a blast to be around. That's Jesus. And many in many places, even in the church today. Well, that's an unfortunate reality because what you lose is the glory. What you lose is the awe. What you lose is the, when in our liturgy we say, in, uh, let us all in awe and in reverence, in awe and dehitha is trembling. Okay, let us come, let us approach the mysteries, the qurbana, let us approach the qurbana in fear and in trembling, in great reverence, in great awe about what it is that we're about to receive. That's a very high Christology. This is regarding Jesus as great, beyond great. In the liturgy we say, qaddish, 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 holy, holy, holy. That means the most holy. We ascribe all these things to the Lord Jesus Christ because he is such. And this is the faith of the church, and this is the faith of every individual believer who is in full communion with the church, with the faith of the church. Now, in the history of Christianity, there are many heresies, many sects of Christianity that have broken off and kind of started their own churches and developed their own religion, and you know, they have become their own organizations and so on. 
Whenever a church breaks off from the true church, it always does so, or a religion breaks off from Christianity, it does so because it regards Jesus as something less than God himself. And so there are many religions like this. They'll proclaim Jesus and they'll respect him and they'll honor him and they'll revere him and they'll do so many things, but they'll say, well, he's a prophet. Yeah, he's the greatest of all prophets. He is, maybe he's even more than a man, but he's not quite God. And every false faith that is broken off of Christianity says exactly the same thing. There was a Jewish scholar, a great Jewish scholar, very smart, of the 20th century. His name is Jacob Neusner. Wrote volumes upon volumes about the history of Judaism, of commentaries on the Old Testament, many things. And he didn't really honest, he challenged himself, he's a, he's a rabbi, he challenged himself to investigate Christianity, whether he should become Christian or not. And so he read the Gospels, and he read them thoroughly, and he read commentaries on the Gospels, and he read the Fathers of the Church. He gathered together what the Church believes about Christ and what the Scriptures say about Jesus, and he came to the conclusion, which is a correct conclusion, that Jesus himself adds nothing to the Old Testament except himself. That means that the only thing that the New Testament adds to what Judaism what God through Judaism has revealed to us, the only new thing is Jesus Christ, the person. Jesus Christ, the man. What we Christians say, we agree with that. What that means for us is that it's enough that Jesus is God that we should follow him. We believe that Jesus is God. And we believe in believing that, we believe that God has revealed himself to us in this man, Jesus Christ. That's too much for most people. That is too visceral. That is too in your face. God can't be this close to me. God can't possibly become something as lowly as you and I, and yet he does. And so that the, the new thing that Christianity introduces into the world and into the history of religion is God's immense love and his love to such an extent that he condescends, brings himself down to our level. That is a very long introduction to my homily. In the gospel reading, in the gospel reading today, we have two examples, one of what we can call a high Christology and what that looks like, and one what we can call a low Christology and what that looks like. And they come at both of the parables that Jesus gives. The first one is the widow who goes to the unrighteous judge. Now Jesus gives this parable because he says, he told him the parable so that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. That they ought always to pray and not lose heart. So Jesus is saying to his hearers, to you and me, he's saying, well, haven't you had this experience before where you really need something? And it's a good thing. You want something. And it's not badly intended. It's not like you have bad intentions. You, maybe you're praying for your son, who's a drug addict. Maybe you're praying for your marriage, which is falling apart. Maybe you're praying for people in your family who are sick and that they need healing. Maybe you're praying for all these things, and yet... God is not answering. God is not responding. God seems silent. 
Jesus is saying, haven't you had this experience before? Well, let me tell you a parable so that you continue to pray and that you don't lose heart, that you don't despair, that you don't give up. Jesus is giving this this parable so that we don't give up hope. Even in the feeling that God is not answering our prayers. And so he says, well, let's say there's an unrighteous judge and a widow. And the widow keeps going up to the unrighteous judge and saying, vindicate me, vindicate me, vindicate me. Take my side on this case. And the unrighteous judge keeps refusing her. And he says, I don't want anything to do with this woman. However, because she keeps bugging me, I'm going to give her what she wants. He says, is God like that? No, God is much greater than that. Keep praying, though, and God will give you what you need. It might not be at the timing that you want, but he will give you everything that you need. And don't worry about the timing or about how it's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's a high Christology. This is what I'm saying. If we believe that Jesus is God himself, then we believe that he has power and that If we believe that Jesus is God and that he has power, we believe also that he's good. He's revealed himself to us in this way. Jesus, in adding to the Old Testament himself, he has shown us who God is in his heart through his humanity. Through his deeds and through his words, Jesus shows us that God heals, that God gives sight to the blind, that God resurrects from the dead, that God wants to give us true life and that God wants to make us perfectly joyful and fulfilled, that he wants to unite us together and together with him. That every good thing God wants to give us, and this is what Jesus has added to the Old Testament, God is that good and infinitely more. But when we start to take a low Christology, when we start to believe that maybe Jesus is not as powerful as I think he is, maybe Jesus is not as attentive as I think he is, we fall into this heretical way of thinking where we can't say anymore with the church, We can't say these things anymore because we begin to despair when things aren't going our way in our lives. That's what the Lord means when he says, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Your faith is tested by difficulty. Your perseverance is tested by adversary. God intends that you struggle through life because he wants you to cling on to him. That is a high Christology. Once we take on a low Christology, once we start to believe that Jesus maybe isn't as powerful, yes, I love him, he's great, but maybe he's just a great teacher. Maybe he's just a prophet. Maybe he's not as active in my life as the church says that he is. Once we begin to think that, we become the Pharisee in the second, uh, in the second parable. In that parable where Jesus says, he gives a parable for those who trust in themselves. And this is the point. Once we no longer take on this high Christology which says that Jesus is good and powerful and he's active in my life and he wants to do everything good for me and that he will accomplish it if I trust in him. Once we start to diminish that a little bit in our hearts, we want good things to happen in our lives. Once we don't think that Jesus is going to do it, we're going to try to force it. And then we're going to turn ourselves into our own gods. That's what the Pharisee did. He went to the temple and prayed thus with himself. Pay attention to that. He went to the temple to pray, but he prayed to himself. And he said, 
God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. I thank you that I'm better than everybody else. Extortioners and adulterers and so on, or like this guy behind me, this tax collector. Thank you that I'm better than this guy. Look at what I do. I fast twice a week. I, I tithe. I give 10% of everything that I get. Jesus says, this, is not, this guy's not justified whatsoever, obviously. He goes up and he's made himself his own God. Once we take on a low Christology, once we no, we no longer believe that Jesus is good, that he's God, that he is glorious, that we stand in awe in front of him, and that he is active in our lives, and that he desires our good and can accomplish it and will if we trust in him. Once that goes down, then we start to puff ourselves up. We start to take control. And once we do that, we become the first among heretics and the first among idolaters. We start to worship ourselves. Brothers and sisters, the church proclaims the glory of Christ in the highest form possible that we can do on this earth. And the angels in heaven confirm it with their glory as well. In every aspect of our lives, let us remember who Jesus Christ is. Let us give him his due honor. Let us revere him. And above everything, let us trust in him. Amen.